Dead Stripper, Chapter 15, Scene 41. The Sicilian's gone. I'm on my second bottle of Bud. Crybaby Waldo and Joe are on their third draft, and my friend's drinking another Amaretta Sour on the rocks. Under ordinary circumstances, they'd leave as soon as the pizza was gone. But they're curious to see the rider I screwed. The door opens, and here she comes. I stand up and wave her over. She starts moving in our direction, looking good in a form-fitting navy windbreaker and skin-tight grayish leggings. I see you found it all right, I say. Been here a couple times. She kisses my cheek. Then I introduce her to the guys. The booth behind us is vacant. I pick up my beer, pivot, and place the bottle on that table. Then Jess and I sit across from each other. The waitress comes right over. Would you like a menu? No, thanks, Jess says. Just bring me what he's drinking. Okay, the waitress says. Be right back. Wait, Jess says before the waitress gets away. I'll take a shot at Cuervo. She looks at me. Shot? Why not? Make it two. Two it is. The waitress walks away. I apologize, Jess says. For what? Making you and Margo pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend like that. It was a bad idea. Glad you remember it was your idea. I admit it, she says. Let's just say it was an experiment that, well, it didn't turn out the way I expected. What did you expect? Looking back, she says, not so sure now. But I never expected you two to play your part so well. Guess I should have been an actor. Okay, Mr. Bradley Cooper. Her tone changes dramatically. Out of curiosity, exactly how well did you play your part? What are you talking about? You two left in a rush, she says. Margot said you two got into some sort of argument, you know, because she kissed me. She said you threatened to wring her fucking neck. I did get a little carried away, she admits. So she wanted to leave. Pretty early when you left, she says. Wasn't like we planned to leave early. When exactly did you plan to leave? We never discussed it. Only met her ten minutes before we got to your place, out in the parking area. Barry got to talk. Just a little on the elevator on the way up. We planned to socialize at the party and leave when it was over. Leave and go where, she asks. We never discussed it. How did you two leave? We got there in two cars and we left in two cars. Did you go your separate ways, she asks? Or did you two, you know, go somewhere? What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean, she says. Did anything happen between you and Margot after you left? Like what? You know, she says. Like what happened between you and me? I look away, stalling, wanting the questions to end. Did you fuck her? She blurts out. Obviously, I know the answer, but I'm looking for a way to weasel out of this. I glance over Jess's shoulder and see three faces hanging on every word. Well, she demands. Um, I'm stalling and looking at the guys at the same time. They signaled me not to say anything. You did, she says, didn't you? I know you fucked my best friend. I just want to hear you admit it. Um, all three guys are mouthing warnings. I can read their lips. Don't say shit. Keep your mouth shut. Shut the fuck up. Save the bullshit excuses, she says. You're bigger than that. Like I said, I take the blame. But I know you fucked her. So where do we stand now? Where did we stand before? You're the one with the boyfriend. The guys are shaking their heads, still giving me signs to clam up. Jess must see my eyes wandering. She glances over her shoulder and catches them watching. Excuse me. She waits for them to look away before turning her attention back to me. 
I thought something clicked between us. The waitress arrives, carrying our drinks on a tray. She sets a bottle of Budweiser and a glass in front of Jess and shots of tequila in front of both of us. Thanks, I tell the waitress. If you need anything, she says, just wait. Now, where was I? Jess continues. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about, well, thinking about you and me and what the future holds. I thought you were in a committed relationship. Really? She says. Did you think I was in a committed relationship when you were fucking me? To me, it seemed like two consenting adults. I glance over Jess's shoulder and see the guys are all over me once again. Now they're grinning and giving me the thumbs up. For your information, she says, I dumped Pablo today. And I was hoping that you and, whoa, Jess, stop right there. No way I can fit a serious relationship into my life right now. And I'm telling you, she says, right here and right now, I'm going to do everything in my power to change your mind. Then it's all on you. Forewarned is forearmed. Let's drink to that. She picks up her shot glass. Let's say I drink this shot. Does that imply any sort of obligation or commitment on my part? No strings, she says. I pick up the shot glass. To many happy days ahead, she says. We tap glasses and throw down the tequila in quick swallows. Jess waves at the waitress. Two more shots, please. So that's it for chapter 15. And there you have it. Right in front of Steve's wrestling buddies, Jess confronts him about his sexual dalliance with Margot, then vows to win him over. Dead Stripper is available as a paperback and an ebook at Amazon and most booksellers. And I'll see you next time for chapter 16. And that's a wrap.